You are listening to a message from Southview Church, located right outside of Nashville in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Now here's our featured sermon of the week. As you can see, my husband is not here today. He is actually speaking at a church in Washington State. He's actually kicking off a conference tonight for that church, so pray for him. We all know he's going to do amazing because that's what he does, but today you get the privilege of me, so (laughs) let's go. I will start off by saying I have advanced in technology and I have a laptop. When Mark goes back and watches this, he's gonna be like, what has happened? Because I usually stick to my paper, but guys, I printed it out because this is old faithful. This could go on me, right? The reason I have this is not because I wanna be techie, it's because I can see it better. (laughs) I don't need to wear my corny glasses. So anyway. Today, I am going to talk to you about the family. And now listen, don't check out because we're all part of the family. And of course, you're like, of course, Leanne with the 10 kids is going to talk about the family. But I really have a message for each one in the family. And so I want you to open up your hearts to receive, listen, and hear what the Lord's saying this morning. Because, you know, one of the first institutions that God established was the family. Right? He made Adam, and then he said, oh, it's not good for man to be alone, and he brought in Eve. So we need each other. We need family. It's so important. So let me start off with some stats on family. 28% of U.S. households are single living, which is 37 million people. 33% of all children, which is 24.7 million, live in a home without their birth father. 72.2, it's 72.2 of Americans think an absent father in the household is the most important problem facing American families. Fewer Gen Z and millennial mothers plan to expand their families. More mothers are the primary income earners. 1.93, the average number of children per household. We went down to from 2.5, was it? I don't know how they get these. I don't, how can you have a... 0.93 of a child, but that's what it is. 77% of children being abused by neglect is done by the parent of the child. More than half, which is 52%, is done by a female. This is the state of our family right now, and this is the state of our nation. We have absent fathers, neglectful mothers, marriages, and children are on the decrease. What's happening, right? And then I can't even begin to talk about the identity crisis facing our nation where what men want to be women, women want to be men, people want to be animals and furries and whatever there is in XYZs, I have no idea. It's exhausting keeping up, but it's an identity crisis. Mark was showing me a video the other day of these two men dressed as women trying to tell me as a woman how to be a woman. It's everything's backwards and upside down. So it's time for the church to come in and set things straight, amen? Amen. See, we were the ones that were supposed to have the strong marriages, the thriving children, and set the pace for the culture. Sadly, a lot of the church is not looking much different than the culture. See, we're allowing the culture to dictate what the family looks like instead of allowing the church to dictate what the culture looks like. 
So I think it's time to make some shifts. Would you agree? All right. So today the title of my message is The War on Family. And we are going to expose some lies to reestablish some truths. Because I say reestablish because the truths were always there. We just forgot what they were. I don't particularly care for war movies. I know most men in here will probably say, you bring it on, let's blow something up and let's look at the arm that flew up, blood and guts and gore. I have, I don't understand, but you men seem to love it. I sat down with Mark one time and watched Saving Private Ryan because they save a private and I'm into that. I wanna like, go for the uh, general and get him. So. That I could watch. But how many know this is the state of our family? Blood and guts and gore, carnage, wreckage is all over the place. And how many know we have to redeem this? Matthew eleven twelve says, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Do you feel the kingdom of God suffering the violence? Do you feel the violence that is coming against the kingdom? Do you feel them taking it by force? It's like we're in a war and the church is either gonna step up or they're gonna step back. And I'm praying we step up in the name of Jesus. So let's set the pace and I want to begin to restore and reclaim just a couple things. Now the family is a, is a whole lot of complicated stuff and there's a whole lot of entities. So I'm just gonna touch on some things. So bear with me, I only have a short time. <laughs> but let's start restoring some roles, okay? Restore is kind of make new, right? We wanna make new these roles, the roles that the world and the culture have tried to tell us what they are. No, I'm gonna give you some biblical truths about them. And I'm gonna start with the men. Men, you are the strength of the home. And popular belief says that you're not. And, and the world is trying to make you weak and trying to push you down. But the word of God says you are the strength of the home and we need you to be the strength. The lie that you have been believing is that you don't have what it takes. I'm telling you right now through Christ Jesus, you have everything it takes to be strong and to lead your homes. John F. Kennedy says, a quote from him says, do not pray for easy lives, pray to be stronger men. Pray to be strong. I'm not saying that this world isn't hard. I know it's hard and, and thank God I'm a woman and I don't have to be a man and carry the weight of being a man this day and age because it's, it's a lot. But Jesus said, the world, you would have trouble, but he has overcome the world and he can give you the strength you need to lead and to lead well. So don't pray for ease, pray for strength, amen? So number one, we need you guys to restore the role of proclaiming. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. We need you to open up your mouth and speak and proclaim and to say, call things out, to speak into the atmosphere, to bless your children, to affirm your wife. We need you to speak, open your mouth. <laughs> You know, in the Jew Jewish culture, they have a Sabbath and every, it's once a week, so it's pretty often, the father would sit down with the family at the table and he would go around and bless each of the children. 
speaks into their identity, blesses the wife, tell them who they are. Do you know that the Jewish culture, there's not many people wondering their identity because they've been spoken to since a young age and they know who they are and they know what they're called to do. Men, it's your job to do this for the family. You're to speak life into your children, speak life into people. Amen? You're also to prophesy. And I know that's a big and scary word and it's like, oh my goodness, I hear from a lot of men or yeah, my wife is the one that hears from the Lord and she tells us what he says. I'm so sorry, that's not how God established it, right? You are to be like a Moses that goes on the top of the mountain and you receive the word from the Lord and you deliver it to your family. That's your role as the man of the house. That's your role as men. Hear from the, you can hear from the Lord. I, I rebuke any lie that says you cannot hear from the Lord and you don't hear him because you can hear from him and we want you to hear from the Lord. We want your direction. We want you to tell, you, tell us where we're going. We love to be led by you. So I wanna encourage you to prophesy and open and proclaim. Number two is to provide. 1 Timothy 5.8 says, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Ouch. I didn't write it. <laughs> Just delivering it. But you all are to provide for your families. It was never the woman's job to take that mantle. And granted, I know women, I'm sorry, we're strong sometimes and we want to lead. We only lead because you won't. I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't really want to lead. We want you to lead. We don't want to be, have to provide for the family. We want you to do it. The good news is God can give you the provision, the ideas, the jobs. You just seek him and ask him and he will provide. You're not doing it alone, thank goodness. The next one is to protect. John 15, 13 says, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends or his family, right? You are the first on the battle line no matter what. You are the first, no matter how hard she runs forward. I expect Mark to be like, settle down, woman, get back. I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm first. No matter how much I wanna get in and fight. Cause really, I don't wanna be the first on the battle line. I talk a big game that I'll go out and I'm gonna fight whoever, you know. Not really, you know, I want Mark, you go do it. Even today, I was like, do I have to speak? You wanna come do it for me? <laughs> but we need you to protect. We need you to fill that role. John Piper says, woe to the husband and woe to the nation that send their women to fight their battles. I'm sorry that we have created a pro-women now listen, women, I'm all about women being strong and empowered, but there's a place for us. There's a place for us. We need you to be proactive, constantly aware, constantly on guard, and to discern the t signs of the times. 
This is what we're needing from you. We need you to watch what's coming in and out of the home. That's what a protector does. That's what the man of the house does. That's what you men are called to do. Protect, always on guard. We need this from you. And you can do this through Christ. And the last one is the priest. Ephesians 5.23 says, the husband is the head of the wife, just as Christ is the head of the church. And verse 28 goes on, in the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. You are called to be the priest of the home. Just like Christ is the priest of the church, you're priest of the home. And it's not to use it to overlord and to be this power trip, but it's used to love us like Christ loves the church. It's used to love us like you love yourself. There's an authority there. When you step into the authority of who God's created you to be as men, it's completely powerful. And it shifts and changes the atmosphere of your family and everyone around you. So men, you're called to proclaim, to provide, to protect, and to be priests. And I'm reclaiming the truth that you are the strength of your family. Amen? Women. Women are the heart of the home. And the lie we tend to believe is that we're not needed. Now, hear me out, that we're needed, right? Because if we're not there, everything's falling apart. Can I get an amen? We keep, we keep that home going, okay? But I'm talking about being needed much more than what you physically do in the home, right? There's this thing that most women have bought into nowadays that the role of wife and mother is not enough. Almost like there has to be something more. Because wife and mother, that's something, but wait till I become this. I remember when um, I was young, like really, if I think about it, my dream was always to be wife and mother. I didn't really have anything else God put on my heart, so. But there was always this thing like, that's not good enough. I'll eventually be something, you know? And that's a lie that the enemy wants to put into our hearts. There's a lure and a shift to get our focus away from our homes as women. There's this shift that don't concentrate on what's here because look at all this over here. And they're luring us away from where our heart truly needs to be. And listen, I know it's not easy I'm in there with you. There are some days where I'm like, peace out. I am getting a job. <laughs> Is anybody hiring? I will work. I'm great at managing. <laughs> but I know where my role is. I know where I'm supposed to be. I know when I walk in it, I can thrive in it. And some of us just need to ask God to give us a heart for our homes again. I literally had to do that. When I came to the moment where I was like, I am never leaving the home because I have kid after kid after kid and the end looks so far away. I finally had to say, God, give me a heart for the home. Please give me a heart that being here is gonna fulfill me. Being here is what you've desired me to be and do. And he did. He began to shift my mindset. He began to make me focus on the things. And then I felt like I was thriving in that environment instead of being suck the life out of me in that environment. <laughs> Titus 2, 3 through 5. I didn't write it out. You can go 
and read it, but it talks about the role of the woman and what she is. And even before that, it talks about the role of the man. So go ahead, that's good reading for you guys to do. Go ahead and do that. But it gives a list of some of the roles of the woman. And here they are. Love our husbands and children, be self-controlled, pure, workers at home, kind and submissive. I didn't write it, I'm just reading it for you guys, okay? And what's interesting is before that, it says that the older women are to teach the younger women. That was always God's intent. How many know that is not happening anymore? I, I feel for us as women, because it's almost like we're sent off like, good luck, good luck with that. And I'm like, oh, oh, what do I, help me, somebody. It was the older women's job always to do this. And the interesting part is it also says to encourage the women. Encourage the women, which means that there are going to come times where I feel discouraged to love my husband and my children. That's a real, that's a real feeling. There's going to come a time where I don't want to be a worker at home. I'm going to feel discouraged. I'm going to need people to encourage me in that. And listen, just because you feel it doesn't make it true, right? We can't go by our feelings. We have to go by what the truth of the word says and lean on that because our feelings will lead us astray. If I went off everything I felt, who knows where I would be. The Proverbs 31 woman is the one of noble character. She watches over the activities of her home and she's never idle. The definition of idol means without purpose. She is never without purpose. There is purpose in your homes that you as women need to fulfill. You need to find what it is and you need to pursue that. So many women feel lack of purpose, especially moms. So we need the older women to encourage us. We need you to remind us of our role and our purpose. The enemy wants us to focus on other things and try to get our hearts away from the most important thing. And that's being present for our families, giving our heart to our families. Our husbands and our children desperately need it. They thrive off the love and comfort that we bring to our homes, right? I remember when I was in high school and my mom went and got a job and it really was, we were in school, so she was, that's normal, right? And there was like an hour or two hours after school that I was home alone. I hated it. And the funny thing is, it's not like I came home and was like, let me tell you all about my day. And I pretty much went to my room. It was just the fact that the heart of the home was missing. You could feel the absence of the heart of the home when it's not there. That's how powerful it is. So we need to give the best of us, right? Not what's left over. So I'm reclaiming the truth that, woman, you are so needed in the home and you can thrive in your home. The next role is the children. And guess what the children are? They're the life of the home. And the lie most of us believe is that the children are holding me back from fill in the blank. Psalms 127.3 says, children are a gift from the Lord, a reward from him. They are a gift and a reward, and those who have them are blessed. 
They are a blessing. They are not a burden. If you ever were told you are a burden, I rebuke that word curse right now in the name of Jesus. No matter how old you were, you are now. You are a blessing. And it, is, it was a joy the day you were born. All of heaven celebrated the arrival of you. <gasps> Amen. There's a war for our children. And if you haven't seen it, they're coming after the children in every way, shape, and form. Why? Because there's life in the children. There's life in them. You want to know the role of a child? They bring, they keep us moving, first of all, right? And there ain't no sitting still when you're around kids. So they keep us laughing, right? They, they, there's something about a kid and the way they, they say something or what they do. They're just funny. And they enjoy the simple things. A lot of us just got old. It's like, get around some kids and be like, oh, wow, I never, okay. <laughs> you know, go run in a park or something. <laughs> they want to destroy the life of our homes through the children. They want to take that away. And it's our job to fight for the kids. It's our job to speak up for those that can't speak for themselves, right? Matthew 19, 14 says, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. What do we say? We, the, your kingdom come, Lord. Your kingdom come. Well, let's bring the little children. Let's bring the children. We want to see the kingdom? Let the kids come. They carry the kingdom. And you know what it is about a kid? Is that they're so innocent. And they don't overthink it. We've gotten to the point now where we overthink everything. We analyze. We're in our heads. We're so self-aware. Kids aren't self-aware. It's like they just go at it, full throttle. That's what the Lord wants from us. Come as a child. Come into my presence, and then we'll see the kingdom of God. Amen? So I'm reestablishing the truth that children are not a burden, but a blessing. They will not hold you back from anything. Amen? That's another lie. They're not going to hold you back from your dream, whatever that may be. Listen, I have 10 children. My husband is across the country, and I am speaking here this morning. <laughs> you know, it, God works things out. He doesn't hold you back from things just because of them. So know that if he calls you to have children, he will make a way where there is no way. Amen? Next, I want to touch on the grandparents. Grandparents, you are the wisdom of the home. And the lie you believe is that you're not wanted anymore. Job 12, 12 says, wisdom belongs to the age and understanding to the old. We need your wisdom. We need your understanding. We desperately need your wisdom and understanding. Please help us, Jesus. And I know a lot of you beat yourself up about how you raised your kids and how your marriages went and all that. Listen, nobody's perfect, right? We've all made mistakes. The key is to learn from them and then pass them on to others. Help them avoid pitfalls. I see where you're going. Let me give you some advice. We need it. And I apologize on behalf of a generation that doesn't verbalize that. We don't know how to verbalize that we need you. But deep down, we desperately, desperately need you to speak into our lives, to come in as the wisdom and give us advice where we desperately need it.
Proverbs 11.25 says, those who refresh others will be refreshed. It's a promise. So don't get in your head that I'm old and tired and I have nothing else to give. No, if you pour out of yourself and you refresh others, he will refresh you. So you'll be, get this new lease on life and he's going to give you what you need to get through. So I'm reestablishing the truth that you are wanted more than you could ever know. And let me just talk, touch on the single, the single. The person never married or divorced or widowed. And I want to let you know, you still have something to add to the home. You're not forgotten. You're not displaced. You're not unvaluable. You're not alone. And these are the lies the enemy begins to speak to you because I don't have a husband and I don't have children. I'm not of importance. No, before we are any of those things, we are child of the king. Before any of those roles, I am a daughter. I am a woman of God. And that is my role. So we all are men or women of God. So don't, if you are single, don't fall into that lie, but instead, Psalm 68, 6 says, God sits lonely in family. We want you in the families. We want you to step back in and find your role and find your place because like I said, you add something to the family. There's something God's putting on your heart that you're still able to give. Listen, if we're still here, God wants to use us to do something. Otherwise, we would be up with them. So you're not just here to sit around and scroll Facebook, you know. We're all here to do something. So we talked about the roles, and now I want to address how to reclaim our values. I feel like this is really key. We're, we're a world and a society now where we don't put value pretty much on anything, let alone godly values are totally out the window. It's like God left us the Bible, the Word of God. It's our instruction manual. We have everything we need and then some, but we don't choose to use it all the time, do we? It's kind of like if there's a crisis, what, where's Psalms? What Psalm do I need to pray, you know? But it's there to tell us how to live life so we don't fall in the pitfalls of things, right? I know a lot of men, and I'm putting myself in there because I do this, but if you want to build something and you have the instruction manual, but we don't need that, right? And then you wonder why there's 37 pieces left <laughs> on that structure right there, <laughs> but it's still standing, so it's fine. That's how I built something. <laughs> And that's how we approach life, right? It's like, you know, I don't, it does, it's, I'm standing, I'm good. I don't really, I know everything's falling apart over here. We'll ignore these nuts and bolts, it don't matter. And God's like, listen, I've given you the instruction manual. Just open it up and figure out how to leave this life. Your life should be more than a Sunday morning coming here. This should be a, a way of life. This should be how you live. I am so dependent on the Lord to get through my life. It's not even funny. Life is hard. Raising children is hard. Being a wife is hard. They're all hard. Listen, I get up here. I put a smile on my face. That's, that's the Holy Spirit, right? I'm, I'm struggling just like you are every day. God, provide. 
Holy Spirit, come through. They want to eat. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> Again, all day long. <laughs> I have to start telling them, you're not hungry. You are not hungry. They're going to grow up and be like, my mom told me I was never hungry. <laughs> But there's, we're all, you need to heed the word. You need to, to get the relationship with the Lord that you're totally dependent on him and hearing his voice because it's the only way you're going to survive. So number one on how to reclaim our values is to heed the commands. Jesus says in the book of John, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I, I know that verse, I don't like it. <laughs> There's a lot of verses I don't like, just to let you know. <laughs> I'm like, really, Lord? I'll skim through that one real quick. But it's, it's a harsh reality. Like, if, if you love him, you're going to keep his commands. And guess what? He's a good father, so the commands he gives are to help us, not to harm us. They're to be for our good, not for our bad. And he gives us, if we want to start out with commands and I mean the Bible is full of them you, there's so many things for us to up, uphold to but we can start with the Ten Commandments we should know them we should be obeying them they weren't called the Ten Suggestions like if you feel like doing these things I didn't write it guys um, <laughs> there are commands that he's expecting us to uphold and listen there's grace and mercy right? None of us are perfect. We're all going to slip. We're all going to stumble. But our heart should be, I want to obey whatever God has put before me. I want to obey his commands. I want to be, obey what his word tells me to do. Matthew 4, 4 says, man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth, mouth of God. We shouldn't be living on ourselves on our social media account, waiting for somebody to post something positive. Oh, please give me something of hope. No, we should be living on every word out of the mouth of God. God, give me your word this morning. Download something to me, and he'll do that. We need him. Number two, we need to work through our roles. We need to reclaim who we are. Listen, you need to learn what God says about a man and a woman. Don't just listen to me. Open up the Bible. L figure out what your role is as a man. What your role is as a woman. What does it look like? What does it look like in this day and age? What does it look like for your life and your family? Jeremiah 6, 16 and 17 says this. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. I came to a point in my life years ago where I came to a crossroads. And the Lord was calling me to trust him with my family, trust him with children. Now, guys, listen. I was going to have three, and four was like blowing my mind. Anybody that has more than three, you're amazing. But I came to this crossroads where God was like, Leanne, what are you going to do here? Every ounce of my being wanted to. And I'll go that way. <laughs> Peace out. 
But there was also a part of me that wanted to heed a command, that wanted to be like, God, whatever you want me to say yes to, I want to say yes to, even if I'm scared, even if it doesn't make sense to people. You know, why are you having so many kids? Don't you know how to stop? What are you doing? You know, even, even if I don't know how to provide for them all the time, all these logical things, I had to know, no, I have to walk by faith and not by sight. And if God's calling me something, he either is my provider or he's not, right? He either is my guide or he's not. And I have to lean on that side. It's hard because you're, you're pushing something that's coming after you, that's speaking something contrary to the word of God. And you got to constantly push it like, no, no, because the word of God is speaking something. And if you walk in it, what does it say? It's the good way. Walk in it. And what will you find? Rest for your souls. I can honestly say that when I get to heaven, which I pray, at least this part of my life, that the Lord will say, well done, Leanne. You did exactly what I asked you to do. I know it was hard. It's hard. Trust me, this isn't easy. Just because he calls me to do it or calls you to do something doesn't make it easy. It's hard. And I trust him every day, but I'm learning that that's where it comes in, right? That's, this, that's the little secret sauce. It's allowing me to be dependent on him. And that's what he wants. He wants us to be dependent on him, not on ourselves, not on the government, not on our spouse, not on our children, our jobs, nothing, just him. And so, so he's going to lead you somewhere. Every one of your stories is different. Every one of our paths is different, but he's going to lead you somewhere. So you have to come to your crossroads and you have to pick what is the good way and will you walk in it? Because then you'll find rest for your souls. And number three, we need to reverence the Lord as holy. We talked about that. We sang, right? Holy, holy, holy. We need to reclaim that he is Lord. You know, we all like a God, right? We all like God, right? You wouldn't be here, right? If you didn't. But the definition of God is a supreme being. We all want a supreme being over our lives, right? We all want that supreme being protecting us, looking out for us, providing us. It's like we need God, right? But Lord means master and ruler. Eh, I'm not so keen on the ruler part. I'm going to do my own life. I'm an independent woman, right? We, we don't want a ruler. And so there's a difference between God and Lord. And he's looking for us to make him Lord of his life. You need him to be Lord of your life, ruler of your life, master of your life. And the most amazing thing, I said it before, he's a good ruler. He's an excellent master. He doesn't lead me into slavery. He's actually lead me into victory. He's leading me into freedom. It's an upside down kingdom. So when you make him Lord and ruler, you're actually gaining so much more than what you could ever think or imagine. Hebrews 12, 14 says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone 
and to be holy. Because without holiness, you will not see the Lord. Now, we can't even live with peace with everybody, let's be honest. <laughs> but if we don't have holiness, we can't see him. A lot of us are like, oh, God, I want to see you. Show yourself. Make yourself known in my life. I need you. But he's like, are you holy as I am holy? And listen, that's, that's a heavy word. But it's just a reverence. It's a reverence to know I'm trying my best to make you holy. I know I'm going to stumble. I know I'm going to fall. But I'm doing my best because, like I said, we're not perfect. David is the perfect example of this. The man screwed up in more ways than we could ever imagine. But God said he's a man after my heart. It's, it's mind-boggling. It's because there really wasn't any wickedness in David. He really wanted to do the right thing. He just made stupid decisions and choices like we all have. But if your heart is to reverence him as holy, if your heart is to be obedient, God can honor that. He can honor that. Because we need to go from the war on the family to the war for the family. Right? The world is trying to put a war on the family, and the church needs to rise up and say, no, this is a war for the family, and we're coming to take back everything you're trying to steal from us. Amen? He's looking for kingdom families to show his glory through. He's just waiting. He's like, I want to show my glory. Where are the people I can do that with? He wants us to war for the families. He wants us to reclaim and restore what has been stolen. How many are you ready to reclaim and restore? Right? How many of you are to reclaim back your role as a man of God, as a woman of God, as a child of God? We need to reclaim back our roles. And then we need to reclaim the values. Who are we as Christians? Who are we as Christ followers? Who does God say that I am? right? And listen, you're not alone. You have the family of God to do this with, which I think is amazing, right? We don't have to fight this war alone. We can do it with other people. Amen? So we're going to war for the family and rise up and be the kind of people that God has called us to be. Amen? As the worship team comes up, I, I really feel I want to bless you before we go. I know there's power in a blessing. And many of us are not blessed. We didn't grow up in a house blessed. It's very, it's kind of awkward in our culture to bless somebody. It's like, what, what does that even mean? Like, you're going to bless me? But really, it's speaking something over, right? I'm going to prophesy something over you, and I'm going to speak it into your spirit. And I want you to receive it. Because... This war for the family only works if we have the family. <laughs> we can't do this alone. We can't do this alone. We need each other. So I'm going to have the men stand. And I'm going to get my, my lovely keyboard player. He's coming. He's going to play me a little tune. There you go. There's something about music. It sets the tone. But in this moment, I want to bless you because you guys are amazing. 
And and I'm sorry for the world trying to put you down, put your worth down, make you feel that you're nothing. Martin Luther King Jr. said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you keep moving forward. We need you to move forward and progress. So no matter what the stage in life you're in, I bless you with strength. I bless you with the ability to keep moving forward. I pray you would have broad shoulders to hold the things God has placed before you. I bless you with discernment to open your mouth to proclaim truth over your family, friends, and coworkers. I bless you with the wisdom to know how to provide what is needed in any situation. I bless you with boldness to protect the people God puts around you and to walk in the authority of the priesthood of God has called you to be. May the sword of the spirit be your greatest weapon. And may you lead with courage and strength, remembering that apart from Christ, you can do nothing. For in him, you live and move and have your being. You are called to be mighty and great, and may you begin to see yourselves that way. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So women, I need you to stay, stand. You can stay too. (laughs) You guys are doing a great job. Listen, living today is hard as a woman. We have everything telling us who to be. I'm just here to remind you that who you are is perfect. That's what God called you to be. That's who he's made you. So above everything, scripture says, above everything to guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So no matter what stage of life you're in, I bless you with the ability to guard your heart from all the schemes of the enemy. I pray a renewed heart for yourselves and for your homes that you would cultivate joy and peace and love within the walls of your house. I pray that you would know who you are and not lack purpose, but instead be full of ideas and innovation. I pray that you would seek the Lord on how to build your family and how to maintain what you build. And I bless you with the mindset that you are atmosphere changers. I pray that you would live out the purpose God has made for you to carry the heart of Jesus, not only in your homes, but everywhere you go. And I pray that you would see yourself as valuable and important. And may you be fruitful and multiply wherever God leads you. Thank you so much for listening to Southview Church. Southview Church is a non-denominational, multicultural, multi-generational, Holy Spirit-filled and led community. We believe that who the sun sets free is truly free. If you would like to connect with us further, check us out at southview.cc. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.